Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, that obnoxious weekend is finally behind us. Welcome to Monday morning. 888 uh, No, 888-900-3393. Wow, that just came out of the blue. Uh, <laughs> great to have you with us to start the week. Of course, as always, we got a brand new bingo card to start the week, and it's uh, pinned, I assume, to the top of the Twitter page. You assume? You act like you didn't put it there. Uh, well, that's, that's a good point. I'm just testing. <laughs> I'm testing you guys. Yeah, that's, that's where it is, at uh, the top of doing. Pat testing. Unleashed. Yep. On yeah, Twitter. just a quick little test. <laughs> uh, so we start in the upper left-hand corner with the Arkansas voice. Uh, I guess I sound a little bit like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's fine. Number two. Uh, uh, I got some cattle. Oh. I got some cattle. I'm, I'm driving, driving to the, the town. <laughs> <laughs> Next box, turd. <laughs> this is a fairly... Fairly new word, I think, in yeah. the vocabulary You've been of the mixing show. it in some, though. <laughs> That's for sure. And we got this from uh, Joe. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 yeah. and help me in this fight. Just go there. That's all. <laughs> go, there. go to Joe 30330. And then uh, describing a place is lovely, especially this time of year. <laughs> and we got... I keep using that word. Hmm? I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, Jeffy? Out looking for business. <laughs> Shay de Blasio. Keith needs duct tape. Oh, every day. Uh, wow. I'm reclaiming this my country. time. I'm reclaiming my time, Mr. General. Mm-hmm. Without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. Let me share with you. Oh, you got to let him answer. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> you reclaiming my time, sir. Mm-hmm. Reclaiming my time. But he found reclaiming out. my time without <laughs> political bias. He Unreal. said, and in April, reclaiming my time, Mr. Turner. <laughs> Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Barr. Current substances. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. (laughs) There are rules by which we operate here. I would ask you to respect them. Mm -hmm. But the 64 Act did not extend to. Reclaiming my time, sir. In both documents. Mr. Attorney General, reclaiming my time. (laughs) Reclaiming my time. I think that's what it's. Okay, reclaiming my time. And again, I'm happy. Shame on you, Mr. Barr. Can I just say, Mr. Shame on you. Can I just say, My time is expired. That was from one hearing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Every time the attorney general try, try to answer a question, defend himself, get the real explanation out there, they're reclaiming their time. Uh, what a tactic. Uh, then we go to butt tongue disease. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. <laughs> what are you thinking? You could say that. And I just did. Uh, audio or video fails to play when cued. That's a free square right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mentioning the Overton window. Keith, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Making the apocalypse fun. Biden truth over facts. Oh, uh, let's see, do I have that one? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Biden truth over facts. We the people. Nope, that's not why. Huh. Huh. I don't think it is. We the people. We hold these truths. Etc. Sounds corny, but it's real. <laughs> okay, that's not the one, but we'll we'll find the one. Truth over truth facts. Over facts. He says it. He says it in one of his montages, okay. uh, so we'll have to pull it from that. And then we got AF. <laughs> Finish <laughs> off that line. <laughs> Biden, I'm running for Senate. Oh, mm. yeah. Okay. That's also part of a, a montage. Transcends normal reality. Oh, turtles deserve to die. Oh, that guy. Do we have uh, 
Well, you play that, that song, Handy. No, oh, no oh, they oh, play oh, the oh, other plays it. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Sorry. They would put straws in their noses. When I see a straw, I put it in my mouth. Straws don't belong there, but the turtles don't know why. So maybe they all deserve to die. It's kind of a good point, really. He makes a good, solid point there. Uh, Jeffy, Dewey, <laughs> Dewey, and then uh, Final Square. This is somewhat of a Christmassy sort of. Are, 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 are you working for Potter now? Uh, you see? Uh, so that's our that's our bingo this week. Yay. Be listening for each and every one of those. Could mean fabulous prizes uh, selected especially for you. Yeah, just a few more weeks, and then it's more on trivia time. As we make that seasonal mm. transition. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like, it really does look like the NFL season is is going to happen. It's actually going to happen, and they're going to have fans in the stadium at some places anyway. Jerry Jones certainly vowed that in Dallas they would. Uh, I think reduced capacity. Nobody's going to be sold out. But still, we got football. Uh, we got crowds. And we've got incubation chambers for COVID-19, I guess. (laughs) I don't know if everybody's going to be wearing masks in the stadium. They're talking about, you know, those pods. Yeah. You know, just a group of people that come together. Three and a half weeks until the NFL week uh, season starts. Yeah. Wow. Because there's no preseason to get you geared up. You're going to go straight into it on Thursday, September 10th. Uh, Also, there's some news on the Big Ten. Are they... I mean, is there a chance that the Big Ten reverses their decision on not play? I, I don't know. I mean, it came out that the vote was eight to six, not twelve to two, as was reported. Okay. Also, you know, Coach Ryan Day of Ohio State is still pushing online. He thinks he's got the best team, I think, of all time yeah, assembled there. He wants a chance to coach him. Uh, parents from uh, four Big Ten teams have delivered uh, letters, petitions to the mm-hmm. Big Ten headquarters, and lastly, just yesterday. The quarterback for Ohio State, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. he started a petition online that has already, in I think 18 hours, gotten over 200,000 signatures saying, let us play. So, hmm. you know, radio silence from the Big Ten. Um, I don't know. So there's hope. I don't sort know of. how much, but there you go. As of now, the Big Ten and Pac-12. Interesting. Not playing. Uh, and it'll probably wind up that way, I would guess. But it's, it just makes the season a mess. Just yeah. makes it a mess for everybody because I don't believe they can actually play in the spring, and there's, that's what they're saying they're going to do. Well, you're going to find out you can't play in the spring. It just it's it throws everything out of balance, out of whack. Uh, incoming recruits, the combine for the NFL, the NFL draft, uh, the closeness to the next season. I mean, are you going to have to delay the next season as well? And then you're just going to throw everything into into a turmoil. So yeah, it's a mess. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And in the Big Ten commissioner, you know, Kevin Warren hasn't hasn't been coming out, hasn't been defending the science that he supposedly led uh, uh, leaned on mm-hmm. to make this decision. And his son still going to play football this fall for Mississippi State because he's in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But if safety is important, you'd think it would be important for your son as well. But who knows? And like. Was it the high school coach in Pennsylvania? Like he said, you know, these let the parents decide. They're the ones who need to make these decisions. 
the parents with the uh, with the college age kids, if if they don't want them to play, they pull them out. And if the college age kid, who's a grown man now, doesn't want to play, he'll pull himself out. It's just it's ridiculous. They've already started football in Utah. They how how can high school footballers play and not college? <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. So they started their whole schedule on uh, last Thursday in Utah. Played mm. played Thursday and Friday. I think the whole schedule played, and everything seems fine so far. They're going to get tested. They're going to do all the protocols. But that's the way it should be. So let's just get going. Even in Texas, we delayed the season until either September 24th or 26th, I think. Um, but speaking of football, one more little football note here. Alex Smith who had oh. that devastating oh. leg injury, broke it in multiple places. He was a me- In fact, it almost took his life. Yeah, it, it got infected. Yeah, it, there was an infection, and they were thinking about taking the leg, and his life was actually in danger, but they got him through it, kept the leg, obviously, and now he's been cleared to play football this year. Yeah. Oh, man. Love seeing him celebrate with his kids and his wife with champagne fun. over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Spraying him in the driveway. Good story. 17 months removed from that injury where, like you said, his life was at risk. Yeah, it was really sketchy for him. Uh, I I don't think at the time anybody really understood. He's had 17 surgeries on it. And is 17. NFL playing shape. Crazy. (laughs) And they said at the beginning, if anybody can come back from this, it's Alex. And he's doing it. Uh, Hats off to him. That's just incredible. Hope that goes well though uh and it hasn't been rushed not i wouldn't think the doctors would rush it so hopefully he's in really good hands uh this is kind of interesting a new poll is out from cnn about the election and this looks better than any fox news poll i've seen in a really long time after months of national polls showing biden with widening leads you know 14 points 15 points uh, in fact, the CNN poll they just did, the last, the one before this, I think came out in early June, had him 14 points ahead. That uh, that number is now four. I just saw them flash that on the screen. Yeah. While you were talking, I saw that flash on the screen, and it said margin of error was four. <laughs> so that could be a virtual tie now <laughs> between Trump and Biden. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, is that... <laughs> Is that people catching on to the fact that Joe's not all there? I don't know. Is it maybe they maybe they finally included enough Republicans to reflect reality this time? I don't know. But I like seeing fifty to forty six. These are likely voters, right? Yeah, yeah. These are well, they're registered voters. Oh, okay. Well, registered. Yeah. I bet unlikely voters. It's even tighter than that. Hmm. Five thirty eight still showing uh, Biden up. He, I guess on five thirty eight he's got an average lead of seven point two. Um, but they're they're tightening. Are Every tightening. time another round of polls come out, they are it's closer. tighter and tighter. Yeah, so yeah, we can be heartened by that by that a little bit. Yeah, and it's a CNN poll. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know they're not trying. They're not pushing people toward no, Trump. No. You know that for a fact. If anything, they're going to be way more fair to yeah. Joe Biden. Also. Uh, today is the big day for the convention season to begin. The Democrats are up first. And today they open an unprecedented virtual convention. 
party's uh, disparate factions are projecting a united front behind Joe Biden, brought together by their common determination, of course, and their common hatred for Donald Trump. That's about all they've got. Because I, I don't, I don't think people are that excited about Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, really. I don't think Joe Biden is excited about Joe Biden at this point. No, it doesn't seem it. <laughs> it's absolutely imperative, according to Bernie Sanders, that Donald Trump be defeated. Yeah, though, I mean, that's, that's the only thing that's, that's on their mind. They don't really want Joe Biden elected. They just want, they just want Trump defeated. Uh, the president insisting without proof that mail-in voting fosters fraud. I love the spin on these stories every single time. Has threatened to block uh, extra funding that Democrats say is urgently needed uh, to allow the post office to process millions of ballots. So the Democrats are all excited about this uh, post office thing. Apparently some mailboxes have been removed from certain areas and they and then here's an idea they take them to areas areas that are more frequently trafficked so there's more people that would maybe i don't know use the mailbox they said this is just normal a normal part of their everyday business is that they take these mailboxes that are on the street and nobody uses mm-hmm. and they take them to places like you know shopping centers or malls or outside of office buildings where people might tend to drop off more mail. But I guess to the Democrats right now, it means something nefarious. It means Oh, that, yeah. Oh, they're seeing it everywhere. Yeah. The president is not allowing you to drop off mail, so, so there can't, can't be any mail-in voting. <laughs> yeah, well, Jamie Lee Curtis tweeted out a, a, a tow truck carrying a mail truck, and... And she was saying how you can't let Trump get away with stealing this election. Oh, jeez. Uh, basically saying that this was a conspiracy, that we're now hiding all the mail trucks. Look at that. I swear, in broad daylight, the driver of the red truck had a red cap on with white letters. Conspiracy? Outright attempt at stealing the election by denying the access to the United States Postal Service? Let's not let it happen! Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she's still around? Huh. <laughs> That's the bigger story there. That is the Jamie bigger. Jamie Lee Curtis. I haven't seen her since Trading Places. <laughs> what was that, 35 years ago? Was that that was before True Lies, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it true, was. true Lies would be the last true lies, reference that's right. that, that I Yes, True Lies. She was good in True Lies. Oh, she was in Scream, right? I, maybe? 25 years ago. We, we've gotten within 25 okay. years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we did discover, again, you learn something new on the show every day. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is still alive. That is fantastic. Good for her. Yeah. I'm going to my hats off. All right. Good. And Ew. spreading this fringe conspiracy theory that Trump is, uh, I, I don't know, somehow oppressing the vote through taking away mailboxes and mail trucks. Yeah, we're now surrounding the home of the Postmaster General. That's got to be a first for America. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. They want him to resign already? Isn't he fairly new? Is it a guy? I don't even know if it's a guy or a girl. I think it's a guy. Is it? Okay. We'll look into that for you while I uh, yeah, take 60 seconds Louis to tell you DeJoy. about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Patriot Mobile. Um, left embracing the cancel culture. And you know what? We can get in on that action too, especially with this. Cancel your left-wing supporting cell phone provider and make the switch to America's only conservative cell phone provider, Patriot Mobile. 
Patriot Mobile shares your values. They don't charge you hidden fees. And unlike Big Mobile, they don't send your hard-earned dollars to Planned Parenthood and other left-wing causes. Plus, you don't have to sacrifice any quality for, you know, going with your convictions. You get the same reliable nationwide service, and you support a company that loves this country and shares your values, supports the Constitution, and puts people before profits. And they like to make switching really easy. So you can bring your phone to your new arrangement, or you can get a new one. You can keep your number, get a new number. Whatever you want to do, they'll, they'll accommodate. And right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, get free activation plus a free gift with the offer code PAT. Call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so do this right away. Or go to patriotmobile.com slash PAT. Your customized plan starts at just 25 bucks a month. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash PAT. All right. Is he new, this guy? The Postmaster General? Yeah, started in June. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wow, welcome to the job. Yeah, they already want him gone. This is one of those weird things. I mean, they love to talk about these Republican fringe conspiracies that are brought up all the time. The QAnon stuff and whatever. They're on to many of their own. Like this postal thing. Just asinine. Louis DeJoy. (sighs) So, yeah, welcome to... Your new gig, which Seriously. is usually a little lower profile, than, right? Than uh, honestly, uh, yeah. So he's trying to he's trying to you know save on the budget for the yep. postal service. Well, that's only because they lose four billion dollars a year, and so. Uh, but I thought no, no, it's it, they're trying to steal the election for Trump. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing now. Yeah, under the guise of saving money. So, just I mean, we and can't. you know they all love Trump. You know they do. Uh, all people in the government love Trump. It's just weird that they're even going down that road. Seriously. Uh, but everybody's on it. Everybody's excited. All the Hollywood celebrities are talking about the post office now. <laughs> I just can't, I can't even believe it. Just when you think there's nothing left for us to yeah. argue about. No, now it's the Postal Service and whether there's a huge conspiracy involving the Postal Service. <laughs> Meanwhile, we continue to accrue debt like, wow, like like it doesn't matter. Well, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it just doesn't matter to anybody. The debt is expected to pass 78 trillion by 2028 okay that's eight years from now 78 trillion oof uh of course the pandemic has pushed the government into a corner and uh has helped it excuse itself to borrow heavily from the future to ward off a serious threat right now without this intervention the u.s economy would be in a much worse recession possibly even depression but eventually, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost. It's going to happen eventually. Even though borrowing excessively may have may have been the lesser of the two evils, the burgeoning debt will have ramifications in the future. No. With the debt approaching $27 trillion right now. $27 trillion. And projected to rise to $78 trillion by 2028, it will present significant challenges. 
How has the national debt changed during the past presidential administrations? Uh, how will a Biden or Trump win impact the future? And how I, I don't think it'll affect it at all. It'll just keep going the same direction. Mm-hmm. Well, until because, we make those platinum coins. Right. Pay it off. Yeah. But barring that, Republicans and Democrats just act the same now on the debt. Then nobody cares about it. Spending debt, nah, whatever. Don't worry about it. There's one person, I think, in office who cares about it, and his name is Rand Paul. The national debt has been a routine part of the federal budget uh, since Nixon abandoned the gold standard in 71. Good move, uh, Dick. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really, really good move by him. Yeah. Once the gold standard was removed, the shackles fell away from Congress, um, and they could vote to establish new higher credit limits every time they needed, and that's what they do. And if you don't go along with them, you get pummeled, you get bludgeoned, and you lose your election, and or you lose your place. They don't they don't put you on committees. They find a way to punish you, and then of course, uh, your opponent uses that against you that you're not bringing home the bacon for your for your district or your state, and then you're just done. So it's worked out really well. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's absolutely amazing to see, and they've got a bunch of charts in the story. Showing the growth of the debt up to Nixon, uh, and then Reagan, and then Clinton, and then it just spirals out of control. It took us from George Washington to Ronald Reagan to get to a trillion dollars. And now look where we are. (laughs) Now look where we are. Now we do a trillion dollars in one bill or, or one executive order. Uh, easily could spend a trillion dollars in a day. Easily. <laughs> it's really kind of staggering uh, when you think about it. So you know what? Nobody thinks about don't it. Don't think about it. That's all. That's all. There's, a good, there's a good solution to it. Just don't think about it. Problem solved. Goes away just like that. So... <laughs> We can, you know, we can focus on other things like uh, the fire tornado. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the post office. Yeah, the post office. <laughs> the postmaster general's house. Jeez. Oh, yeah, the fire tornado out fire. in California this This weekend? is kind of amazing. Watch this thing. I think they've had this before, but not in California. Mm. So Look at that. The fires are raging and so is the wind, and then it kind of spins into it makes this. makes its own weather system. Yeah. And then there's That's a- how hot it gets. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be near that. No, no, that's that's rough. Wow, that is really strange. And that was calm compared to what Iowa's been going through with the derecho. Derecho. Yeah, the line of of wind and storms that barreled through. Play some of that video, guys. Now that, I mean that that's just destroying crops and buildings. I guess uh, one of your listeners said that. Every building in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, has some sort of damage to it after 112 mile an hour gusts. 112. Yeah, sustained winds of oh 80 gosh. miles an hour. That That's, would be, I think, a Category Three hurricane, wouldn't is it? That right. Two. What is high two? What low is three? the hurricane scale? Jeez. The Fujita scale. No, that's tornado. Uh, it starts at 75 miles an hour, I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah, the Saphir Simpson. Uh huh. Scale. Look at that. That's just a normal storm? Right. The last time this happened was about 10 years ago. I remember it did some damage in Nebraska. Just straight line winds, man. Come through there. Wow. It's nasty. Yeah. It's a category one, by the way. Okay. Uh, But, hold on, you said 112. That would be category three. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the gust would be three. Mm -hmm. Man. 
That's crazy. So, yeah, that was Iowa last week. I think up to a million people were out power. They're hoping to get everybody back online by tomorrow. But it's just been wow brutal. Yeah, so. Now, is, why did they name this storm? Did it come from the ocean? Or no, no, We're just no, trying no. to make everything scarier by naming it. No, now, no, right? that's that's the phenomenon. That's oh, what it it's is a phenomenon. Okay, uh, yeah, it's a, a line of intense, oh. widespread, and fast-moving windstorms, and sometimes thunderstorms that moves across a great distance. It's six hundred miles. I've never miles. heard of that before. Yeah, derecho. Hmm. Six hundred miles. That line went from Nebraska through Illinois, upper Midwest. Yeah. Global warming. What? Global warming. Global huh. warming. Oh, we're going with that one? Yeah, global warming. Okay, well, I mean... Uh, <laughs> we had some nasty storms here. Did, did it get to your house? Yes. Kind of, it yeah. was, we had pretty high out- winds. Didn't get anywhere near 100, but... No. I was outside. It's when... It's the kind of wind where, like, the the blossoms on the crepe myrtle, you know, mm-hmm. it makes it look like it's snowing. That's as close as we get to snow in Texas. Yeah. It's just when the wind comes and knocks the white flowers off. You're yeah. like, oh, it's snowing. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... It's better than you, you want to see that video in Russia where they had the uh, mosquitoes. Do you want to see that? Oh, I mean, there was a mosquito that, tornado too. A tons of mosquito tornadoes. Well, Look the images yeah. in Russia's far oh, east are extremely insane. Okay. It looked like they've come straight out of a horror film. Uh, this is not a weather event. Look at this. These Look, are this. Of Look at that. That's a nightmare. Oh, those are all the, those things there. Mosquitoes. Mm. Parts of Russia, which are situated near large oh bodies of water, are used to. Uh, uh, they're used to being invaded by mosquitoes every invited summer, but this by. year, <laughs> due to the unusually hot weather, look it's at worse that. Than usual. The tornadoes. Pause it for a second, right there. Which... Look at that. Those. That's that's not dust. Nope. That those are mosquitoes. Yeah. In the form of a tornado. Yeah. Because they've surrounded a female yeah, mosquito so, or something. So each of those tornadoes are representative of one female mosquito uh-huh. surrounded by. Dude, mosquitoes who want to play like some Barry White for her. Thousands of them. Yeah, billion, millions. Truly grotesque. That is the stuff of nightmares. This I've never seen before. Either. I haven't either. I've never even heard of. Of course, this. it's in Russia. All right, let's see the rest I'll of this report. This. Hundreds of thousands of male mozzies swarm around mozzies. one female. Hopefully, they've used Lindy Klim's product. The good news is <laughs> the males don't bite, so there is mm. little chance of them causing. Any harm? Mm, Look at that! Me, it makes me want to scratch. Yeah, that's the males don't bite. Yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten about that. I heard I that too. and then forgotten. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's uh, whatever. That's gross. <laughs> it kind of is and nasty, bizarre. Just a lot of bizarre things uh, going on right now. A lot of strange signs in the sky. <laughs> Here we are. And uh, uh-huh. <laughs> strange goings on on the earth beneath. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> If that sounds like anything you've read ever in the past, I'm sure that's complete coincidence. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. It doesn't ring a bell. No, I think most people are like, what? What? It's the year 2020. What do you mean? (laughs) Does that sound like horses galloping through town? Like maybe four of them? (laughs) No, it can't be the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Clip-clopping through town. Or uh, or can it be? The apocalypse. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I think the horses just kind of make the apocalypse fun <laughs> again, don't they? Yeah. They just kind of... You just want to hop on for the ride. For the Well, we're on it. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, pestilence. I'm going to get on this horse. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. By the way, got to tell you about the uh, mostly peaceful protests that continue in Chicago. They're mostly peaceful uh, protests. They're great. 
Um, Chicago police officers and violent rioters collided again on Saturday as riots broke out again in the Windy City. According to Chicago police, at least 24 people were arrested. And during protests, it escalated into violence. Four people were arrested and charged with battery of officers, which is a felony. This group deployed large black umbrellas, changed their appearance, and began pushing our officers and eventually assaulting them. Mostly peaceful, though. Mostly peaceful. Yeah. If you're out for four hours and you're only rioting for two, well, a little bit less than two, then you are mostly peaceful. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. I love the meme going around of Mayor Lightfoot standing out there in front of the charred police car in Chicago (laughs) saying, wear Wear a mask. mask. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's good stuff. Yeah. uh, Occasionally, you do find some funny funny memes and she's just she's still you know whistling past the graveyard nothing to see here mostly peaceful no i mean even she said last week that these things are getting out of hand and we're gonna we're gonna take back our city and and those and now she's back to the are they're mostly peaceful what is it about these protests that cause these officials to continue to dismiss them if this were the Tea Party and and they were acting like this all over the country, would they ever be described as mostly peaceful? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, we were speaking about the dead a few minutes ago. When Jimmy Carter took office, so 1976, the debt was $669.2 billion. God, that sounds like pocket change now, doesn't it? Wow. $669.2 billion. Four years later, $964.5 billion. Debt increased $1.77 trillion during uh, President Reagan's two terms. $1.4 trillion under the elder Bush. $1.5 trillion under Clinton. And $5.3 trillion under W. So $5.3 trillion because we're in you know the middle of... Is it 36, 37 wars? I'm not sure. It's <laughs> kind of lost count. Yeah, it depends on how you count them. But they cost us some money. Yep. $8.7 trillion is what it went up during the Obama presidency. And $3.3 trillion under President Trump so far. That sounds a little light. $3.3 trillion? I thought we, I mean, we've spent that in about the last two months. Mm. So anyway, it just goes to show you that for the first 200 years of existence, we racked up a debt of $669 billion. In the last little while, jeez, <laughs> uh, in the last 40 years, yeah. okay, we've we've spent an extra $27 trillion. Wow. That's grotesque. Wow. Yeah, it, it is. And, and again, the biggest problem is that nobody cares anymore. Mm. Nobody even gives it lip service. Other than the one suspect that we can always talk about, Rand Paul. And Thomas Massey. And Thomas Massey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas Massey has actually brought it up and he gets bludgeoned for bringing it up every time he does. Precisely. He gets called names. He's, he's, uh, he's just grandstanding. How do you, you know, when nobody cares, that's not a grandstand. I know, right? He's so promoting. No, he's not. Nobody cares. I mean, when you're talking about the debt, that is about the least sexy topic you can bring up for attention. <laughs> so if he wanted to get attention, he'd certainly do something else. But we don't listen to those guys. So nope. don't worry about it. 
And again, uh, the projection is in eight years, $78 trillion. Well, I mean, come on. You're done at that point. Seriously. You've, you've devalued your dollar to the point where what is inflation going to be if that happens? A thousand percent? Five thousand percent? I don't know, but it's, it won't be good. So maybe we should get on these representatives and tell them, hey, we do care about this. Stop it. All right, got some tweets here. Uh, Laugh Track tweets. Remember the good old days when butt-tongue disease was our biggest concern? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but how old were you earlier this year? That's a fair question. Yeah. (laughs) Free exercise. Regarding Pat Gray Bingo, any reclaiming my time statement enough for the square? Or do we have to hear that entire head exploding clip? No, probably any. Yeah, just... Okay. Yeah, but it has to come from them. It's like like this. In this country... I'm reclaiming my time. It's- I mean, that would do it right That would there. do it. That, that would, would do it. If, if it were outside if of were the out- tweet yes, exactly. section of the program. From Pastor Sam Burton, to be fair, I think A.G. Barr's hearing was more like a yelling. They held a yelling. <laughs> uh, Thunder 61. I think the best poll to look at is, wait for it, gun sales up 152% in 2020. <sighs> yeah, that with good reason. <laughs> yeah. You, you look around and you see what's going on. You see them warning you that they're coming to your neighborhood mm-hmm. that sends a chill up and down your spine and something that you think hey uh yeah i better be prepared just in case and they've been to several neighborhoods they yeah they have in the suburbs yep um who was it that was telling me was it sarah sarah gonzalez i think of the news and why was saying that they were in her neighborhood last week or the week before uh so oh. a little scary out in the burbs wow not sure exactly where Sarah lives, but um, you know when it when it starts happening in your area, uh, then you know you really do want to be prepared. That's you're. It's a little too late to think. Ah, oh, I should have gone to Cabela's. <laughs> Darn. Ah. F in Florida man tweets mosquito tornadoes. I wanted the alien. I wanted the alien invasion for 2020. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I expected aliens before mosquitoes like that. I just, I, I mean, things that we've never heard of are happening all the time now. Fire tornadoes, mosquito tornadoes. Okay, uh, Tobin for Pope campaign. I'm impressed that enough people uh, know who the postmaster general is to surround his house. Probably the most attention he's ever gotten. Uh, from Reverend Chip Olay, with all the complaining from the left about the election, you would think they would be for voter ID. Right. <laughs> and to vote in person. Yes. yes. I've seen that argument, and it's so simple, it's and it makes sense. Great. It'll never happen. Argument. That's what they're claiming, is that we <laughs> I just, uh, this, that's madness. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that point a lot. Yeah. But yep. they, they, but the problem is they believe both are oppress, oppressing the vote. Certainly voter ID is oppressing the vote because I guess they believe blacks can't get ID, but they already have them. So that's not really a problem to black people. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it, it just, it makes too much sense. That's the problem. We've been down it this does. road before. It if does. It makes sense. And here's the thing. They want to sow this, this doubt in your mind for because when the election happens and if it's an outcome they don't like they're going to scream that it was stolen Mm -hmm. that he was selected not elected that it was stolen from them 
and we've stolen the last several elections when Republicans were were elected. And there's going to be they're going to they're setting the stage right now for more unrest for a non peaceful transition. It's despicable what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Petty Officer America, mosquito tornado. That's it. That's all the evidence I need. It's officially the end times. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it feels like that. I mean, it feels like there's you know, something you every know, definitive hour. every, yeah, at least every day and, and maybe sometimes every hour. <laughs> then we've got this QAnon candidate for the for U.S. House in Georgia who's also apparently a 9-11 conspiracy believer. Um. Controversial QAnon supporting Georgia congressional candidate Marjorie Taylor Greene, who won her Republican primary on Wednesday, has also previously questioned the 9-11 terrorist attacks. As flagged by Media Matters, Greene previously said in a uh, 2018 live stream, we had witnessed 9-11, the terrorist attack in New York, and the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania, and the so-called plane that crashed into the Pentagon. Oh, no, really? Yes. No, why? The so-called plane that crashed. Okay. It's odd. There's never any evidence shown for a plane in the Pentagon. (laughs) But anyways. By the way, it's anyway, not anyways. (laughs) I won't. I'm not going to dive into the 9/11 conspiracy. Well, you just you just did, Putin. You just did. Oh no. Yeah. I you know, so are the passengers from the Pentagon crash crash uh, are they on that island that lost island, the TV show? Is that what Maybe they ended that's up? maybe that's uh who those people were, yeah. It's now yeah. now it makes sense. Were you in Houston or had you left by the time I interviewed the guy who was in the Pentagon when the plane hit it, and he t- tasted the jet fuel in his mouth as Ooh. like eighty percent of his body was burned. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, his name was Bird, something like Colonel Bird. Uh, he described in great detail the plane and the fuselage that went through the building, and and the smell and the taste of the jet fuel and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, they've 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 discredited. All of this stuff. You're talking about the so-called <clears throat> crash? The so-called crash of the plane. <laughs> yeah, the so-called plane. That when I guess that they believe it was a missile. I I don't know. But, you know, <clears throat> sad. It, it's, it's sad. Uh, and that's the problem with some of the QAnon people is that they're deep into something, some kind of weird conspiracy. Also, Democrats are scrambling to deal right now with the strong possibility... That a 19-year-old kid, they call him a candidate, 19-year-old <laughs> candidate for a Kansas House seat in Kansas City, will unseat a veteran lawmaker despite making incendiary comments on social media and acknowledging abusive behavior online toward girls in middle school. Aaron Coleman, a dishwasher and community college student, holds a five-vote lead over seven-term state rep Stan Fraunfelter. Oh, boy. A 69-year-old small business owner. Officials in their home, Wyandotte County, are scheduled to meet Monday, well, today, to review provisional ballots and decide whether to count them, potentially altering Coleman's 807 to 802 lead in voting. So he's up by five, and this is a Democrat primary. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't like him. 
uh, he's running a liberal platform that includes universal health coverage. Okay. Eliminating college tuition. Okay. Defunding the police. Okay, so he's a Democrat, obviously. And legalizing marijuana. They should love this kid. <laughs> but he received more attention for a social media post suggesting he would laugh and giggle if a former GOP state lawmaker died of COVID-19. Wow. Uh, another post endorsing abortion up to the moment of birth. Well, wait, don't they love that? That <laughs> should make him a hero to these people. Right. Doesn't every Democrat support that? Uh, that All been, of them in office do. Yeah, that should have been part of his platform you read a moment ago. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know of a Democrat who doesn't support that. We always go back to it. Is it Manchin? Yes. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, and I think he's still pro-choice right he's still pro-abortion i just think he wants the first trimester and and maybe that's it i don't know we'll look that up radical right how could this guy want babies to live and uh then there's a third thing uh with this kid acknowledging that allegations that he engaged in online bullying blackmail and revenge porn were true oh he apologized for the comments, he said, uh, and said his past behavior targeting several middle school girls was that of a sick and troubled 14-year-old. <laughs> so, so 807 people voted for him. Ah, it's in the past. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Let's put this kid in office. <laughs> Boy, you know they're going to be looking at those provisional ballots. It's unbelievable. Because he's, there's no GOP opponent, right? So whoever right. wins this Democrat primary is in is the, the winner. state house in Kansas. Wow. Wow. Okay. Some Democrats are struggling with the possibility that no Republican, as you yeah, said, on okay. the ballot is uh, is there. So they, he can't be beaten if he wins. Uh, Fraunfelter argues that Coleman's nomination could hurt Democrats' efforts to pick up seats in the GOP-controlled legislature. Mm-hmm. By the way, Joe Manchin uh, does not like abortion after 20 weeks, but does support the funding of Planned Parenthood. That is so middle of the road. That guy is almost Ronald Reagan. What's he doing in the Democrat Party? Uh, you, you joke. But it's, oh, it's, it's almost there. Almost. Yeah, we're pretty much there now. Jeez. Even Joe Manchin. That's... Uh, so 20 weeks. I mean, that's like... You know, it's almost five months, right? Uh, yes. I mean, this... Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So, so he's cool with it so, through five months. And that's essentially, I think, the Roe v. Wade thing. You can do it during the first trimester. And, uh, of course, 20 months, that's, yeah, that's halfway. That's more than first yeah, trimester. that's more than halfway. You're, you're, the, you're, oh, jeez. And he, he's for the funding of Planned Parenthood. But uh, he's the crazy far right end of the Democratic abortion spectrum. Right. I'd like to point out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no such thing as a moderate Democrat, really, anymore. There's, no. there's, they're gone. It's an, it, it, it's an extinct species now, um, and they're just they're becoming more and more radical. You're with your AOCs and Alana Mars, and now we got uh, Ayanna Presley mm. calling for continued unrest mm. in the streets. You gotta love this. Uh, here's what I'm she had to the said. Public. You know, this is as much about public outcry and organizing and mobilizing and applying pressure so that this GOP-led Senate and that these governors that continue to carry water for this administration, putting the American peoples in, in harm's way, mm-hmm. um, the peoples. turning a deaf ear to the needs of 
our families and our communities, hold them accountable. Yeah, yeah. Hold them well, accountable. Make the phone call, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest mm-hmm. in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. Wow. Needs to be unrest in the streets so long as there's unrest in our lives. That's what they're doing. They're just ramping this thing up, jacking it up, turning them loose, wind them up and set them loose. If these were Republicans, Mm -hmm. the mainstream media outcry against them would be deafening. Deafening. Nobody said anything like that during the Tea Party. And it was still deafening against the Tea Party and how wild and crazy and radical and violent they were when there was never any violence. Jeez, when we were on we were on the mall in Washington, DC for our first for our first uh big rally uh in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. They the people who were there, and there was about five to six hundred thousand people there at least, left that area cleaner than they found it picked up after themselves uh they there was no fights breaking out there was no violence whatsoever nobody got in anybody else's face no i i, I got a story right after that my family and i we were walking down the mall there right near the washington memorial and uh right near the washington monument and it was so clean this is just hours yeah. after we dispersed and a 20 dollar bill was blowing in the breeze there was nothing else on the ground i was like oh look at that a 20 there's nice. no, nothing else around. That's how huh. clean it was. Okay? Yeah. So, anyway. It was so clean, $20 bills were rolling down we're the street. We're rolling down the street in Washington, D.C. Pretty darn clean. Yeah. <laughs> okay? That's pretty dang clean. <laughs> but but that, you know, we were all, it was, it was, that was spun in a negative way with most people. Despite the fact that there wasn't a bit of violence, there wasn't anything, uh, that we weren't proud of, really, that happened. In fact, most people didn't even, because we asked them not to, and most people didn't even bring signs. So they couldn't say, well, there was a Nazi sign, there was a swastika, there, there was a rope. There was none of that. Because they, they couldn't even manufacture something. That's how good uh, the people who showed up were. And there were even counter-protests, remember that? Yes. We didn't push back, yes. fight back, was yell it, in their face. Was it Sharpton's group that was going to? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Ah, yeah, it was somebody. I can't. I can't remember exactly whether it was Sharpton or somebody else, but they were threatening to show up and cause trouble. And some of them showed up, and there was no trouble because we yeah. didn't take the bait. Yeah, it was Al Sharpton. Jeez. Yep. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More pack Ray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And we got some tweets here. Uh, Brian Ziegler. You know things are bad when the four horsemen of the apocalypse tell 2020, you got this, we're taking off this year. We're taking this year off. (laughs) Uh, Kevin Cundiff. Who knew they would subtly normalize aliens enough that mosquitoes are a bigger story? Right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And from Steve, global warming caused the extinction of the once proud blue dog Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, global warming, other factors. Uh, it just is the fact. The fact is, there aren't any moderates anymore. Not in that party, and that's why 
you know, it's safe for the communist, the radical revolutionary Communist Party of America to endorse Joe Biden for president. It's perfectly fine for their for their goals and their needs and their policies. They fit right in line with all of them. So, <laughs> pretty amazing. And and nobody ever mentions that. Nobody ever mentions how radical the Democrat Party is. It's always the Republicans so radical. Ronald Reagan wouldn't even be in the party anymore. Oh, okay, please. How about JFK and Democrats? There's no way JFK would have been a Democrat in this environment. Not if he had the same policies and belief structure that he did uh, when he was alive. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci sat down with Matthew McConaughey uh, for a little candid one-on-one interview. Uh, Kind of interesting. Academy Award actor... Asked Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is a member of, of course, the White House Coronavirus Task Force, a series of questions in a 40-minute video on Instagram. Okay, true or false, McConaughey said, sunlight kills the virus. Now, do you remember when President Trump said that that was the case? It kills the virus in 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe less than that. Everybody mocked him. Yep. Made fun of him. Yep. Here's what Fauci said. It does. (laughs) that's the truth (laughs) oh well i guess that kind of takes that yeah arrow out of the quiver Mm -hmm. vitamin d right huh yeah so we've been saying since march man that's one of the reasons why i outside in the sun when you're interacting that's much much better than being inside Mm. huh so lockdown's bad then Bad and uh, being out in the sunshine seems good. Good. Okay. Huh. Everything. Sunlight does, in fact, kill COVID nineteen, uh-huh. according to Saint Fauci. Saint Fauci, yeah. So. Uh huh. So you're gonna mock that too? Gonna mock. So we mock. No. We went from mocking the sunlight thing mm-hmm. to now saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that works. <laughs> Are we changing anything else? Because we've changed pretty much everything with this. Pretty much. Virus. Yeah. And watch everybody trip over themselves apologizing to President Trump today. Oh, sure. Because now it's been verified by their hero, by the guy they worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'll happen. Also, temperature checks upon entry to businesses or schools. Yeah. Uh, according to Dr. Fauci, they're ineffective. See? See? <laughs> See? Everything gets changed. It's just a matter of time. It's well, just if everybody got temperature checks, uh, that, you know, that would should help and... And, uh, you know, you kind of quiz them. Do they have the sniffles? You do a temperature check. And if not, you just let them on in. No, that's ineffective. (laughs) Checking people's temperatures upon entry to businesses and schools, essentially pointless (laughs) as a standalone measure to protect against. And every restaurant I've gone into lately does the temperature check. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's not even, it's it's like a, I think it's a symptom 40% of the time. Uh, 60% of people don't have the fever. So, <laughs> how do you know I'm not one of those? Right. Oh, my goodness. Nothing. Nothing is staying the same with this thing. And the practice can just as well be avoided to save time, Fauci said during a <laughs> Facebook Live broadcast late last week. <laughs> do you remember somebody asked wow. him a few weeks ago, hey, should you wear goggles too? And he just kind of said, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to, you could. You could be extra, extra safe. <laughs> Anyhow, you had a, a, a listener send me a picture, anyway, of, of I think their sister or sister-in-law who works somewhere. Based on that interview, 
Now they have they to wear goggles, goggles at work. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, it's it's madness. Oh, that's unreal. We are in hell. This is uh, unreal. Just put them in a diving bell suit. You know, one of those. <laughs> hey, you, right? And we even we have, have a, we had the. If you need one, we, we can let you borrow one. Yeah, I'm not using it here. anymore. <laughs> this is madness, man. Jeez. We have lost our collective minds. So he so he says the temperature checks aren't reliable, and it's more effective to question people about symptoms than it is to take their temperature with an infrared thermometer. And then you're counting on their honesty, though. Do you have sniffles? Well, no, I want to get in there. No. Uh-uh. Do you have a cough? <laughs> no. I, I don't have a cough. Uh, body aches. Any Anything like that? N- no. So how can you rely on any of it? You can't. You can't. You can't. And then I saw another thing that said 40% of the tests take so long for results, they're pointless anyway. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of them take five days, ten days, maybe, in some cases. Now, Yale just developed that uh, saliva test, which could be very quick and very helpful. Oh. They're calling it a game changer. Oh, good. So we'll well that's good news. Mm-hmm. And so it's quick? Yeah, let's see here. Like yeah. five minutes quick? Ten? Fifteen? Hour and a half? Let's see here. Hang on 48 a hours. 72. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... I don't Fauci, know. while you look for that, yeah. Fauci said, uh, we found at NIH that it's much, much better to just question people when they come in and save the time because the temperature is notoriously inaccurate many times. Okay. Well, yeah, somebody told me I had a temperature of 91.6 the other day. I'm like, jeez, <laughs> I hope not. Oh, my goodness. 91.6? Should I not be, like, in the morgue? <laughs> right? I mean, that's like you're d- cold dead at that point. It's hotter than that outside and here. And she didn't even blink an eye. So, yeah, 91.6. I'm like, wait, I uh, don't, I hope not. Um, She's a robot trained <laughs> to, to say anything if it's above 99 or something, you know? Yep. And if it's not, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You're only at 91. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. You're probably not alive, but go ahead and go on in. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird that all of these stories about the saliva test, none of them say how long it takes. Because it's a rapid test, right? right? It's got to be. You would think that would be the point of the story. (laughs) Right. What does it matter if it's saliva if you have to wait a week? (laughs) So I'm going to assume it's just, I'm going to find out for sure here. So here's another uh, helpful little story that we're, that, that uh, experts are coming out with. They're worried that a COVID-19 vaccine won't help if not enough people are willing to get one. Companies race to produce a safe, effective vaccine. Uh, a crucial question remains, will enough people take it to make a difference? Early statistics are grim. Only about a third of Americans say they'd be very likely to get a vaccine to prevent COVID-19. <laughs> This is where nudge becomes shove. Yes, sir. Many more people. uh, More people said that if they would get it, they would get it. If the vaccine were free, Mm. others said they would sign on if there was a second wave of infections, a sign that while many Americans are hesitant about the vaccine, their opinions aren't set in stone. But convincing them that getting a vaccine is a good idea will take effort and money. And so far, no federal dollars have been set aside for vaccine education. Well... Whether you educate us or not, the problem is we don't trust it. We just don't trust it anymore. And especially after all this stuff where they don't know what they're doing and they made it pretty clear about that. They've changed everything that they said from the beginning is now completely different. 
And sometimes it's changed back again and then back again. Yeah, but now trust us once but we're talking now. about injecting something into your body. Right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. You kind of screwed that up. Anthropologist at Texas State University said she'd uh, like to see the same thing done with COVID-19 vaccine development in that uh, two decades ago, the Human Genome Project, a $3 billion effort to map every gene, set aside 3 to 5% of its budget for public communication. She wants that to happen with this. Mm-hmm. She and other advocates fear that if the work doesn't start soon, it'll be too late. A vaccine is likely to receive federal approval as soon as later this year. But will you get it? And will you have to? I'm of the firm belief that they're going to make it mandatory. And then I don't want to. Mm -hmm. The more mandatory you make it, the more you try to force me, the more I'm going to resist. Even if resistance is futile. Because, I mean, you've just ruined the trust factor here. But they don't care. No. You don't care. <laughs> um, I cannot find how long it takes to get the test results on the saliva test, other than it costs crazy. $10 for it. Oh, really? Yeah, per test. Is it available 10. now anywhere? Uh, federal officials have given an emergency <laughs> approval. Um, let's see here. But it's called Saliva Direct. Oh, okay. I mean, catchy. Yeah. Uh, boy. So anyhow, there it is. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how long it takes for the, uh, results to come back, but apparently it's, um, apparently going to be used, uh, in mass shortly. All right. <laughs> you don't care. Did you count them? I didn't. How many was it? <laughs> I don't know. Two dozen? I think it's nine, if I'm not mistaken. Eight or nine. We're going to need an official count next time we do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. 888-900-3393. Black Lives Matter mob demanding uh, white people move out of their neighborhood. I think we played this for you on Friday. No. uh -uh. We did not play this one? You and I watched this after the show. That's why you're thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were in here watching videos. All right. So, yeah. Check this out, because uh, white people have moved into this area because, you know, developers came in and encouraged them to, and so some did. Have have we been said for the longest time, come to the inner city, revitalize it with us? Come back in, mingle with the black people. So now what happened? And here's what happened. (laughs) So they are surrounding, like, white homes. Mm-hmm. Do you know that you are living in a historically black neighborhood right now? <laughs> Do you know that? Do you know that before Joe White came here, this was all black people? This is all Do black people. This is a historic black neighborhood. Do you know so? That? Do you and? know people Do you like know you that? came in here and basically bought all the land from the black people for less than what it was worth? Kicked them out. You mean they sold their they homes to me? Then. What are you, you talking about? Open your wallet. You hear that? Gentrified. That's the word. Gentrified. So how are you gonna fix it? How are you gonna fix it? I'm not gonna fix it. 
Shut Racism. up! <laughs> oh my gosh. Unreal. You're on black people's land! So how do you plan to fix it? Uh, As a gentrifier, because you are part of that. You're a gentrifier. How do you plan to fix it? Well, plan to go to work, pay taxes, and then you can get the welfare check. Oh, okay. Give black people back their homes. I mean, that's unbelievable. Out of control. Okay, Are I you can't for take real? it. I can't take it. I that is <laughs> help us. Okay, so black people moved out, mm -hmm. sold their homes to, I guess, assuming uh, white people, gentrifiers, and uh, now they want them given back to them. Who? And by the way, she's not the one who even lived there. So, but I guess you give her the house anyway. I. I, just, I uh, so they don't want white people in the inner city. And we can't they're, integrate anymore. Right. So we're going to try to segregate again. Now now they're coming out to the suburbs to give hell to the white people. Where, where do you, so is where that do you, their land as well? Where do you want white people? Well, just tell us. Just, well, they don't want white people. Oh. Right? Isn't that the point now? Okay. I guess we, we have to have a separate land or maybe we should just be eliminated. Huh. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, oh. really. Honestly, what is it? I, I see. What are we supposed to do? We were supposed to integrate. Now we're supposed to segregate again. <laughs> we're supposed to resegregate the society so all blacks can live together in that neighborhood and all whites go somewhere else. What, <laughs> what is it you are looking for here? What do you want? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's good just, times, right? Oh, it's good. Yeah, good times. <clears throat> good times. All right. Uh, let me tell you about um, Keeps. And this is even more meaningful to me to, uh, today th than it was even last week. I got a haircut over the weekend. Yeah, it looks good. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, my stylist oh, no. Uh, no. showed me a picture from the back or like put a mirror behind me so oh. that I could clearly see what's happening here. What's which that like? I hardly ever do. Yeah. Horrifying. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going on the Keeps website today. Okay. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I didn't like what I saw. So you're not like me. It you was not good. You don't like just being bold? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't want to. Many people don't want to. Uh, so if you're like me, go to keeps.com slash pat. They offer the only two FDA-approved hair loss products, the real deal. The generic versions uh, save you a fortune. All you have to do is go online and answer a few questions, snap some pictures of your hair make sure you get the back of it so you can see what's going on there uh and these generic versions will save you a ton of money plus a doctor evaluates all your information and then will send you the uh fda the right fda approved hair loss uh, treatment for you ship it discreetly to your door and to get you started we're going to give you half off your first order go to keeps.com slash pat that's keeps.com slash Pat. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah! 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. 
Misbehaved Medicine Methane tweets, How is Representative Presley able to call for unrest? I mean, she didn't yell wolf in a crowded theater, but still sounds like a speech not protected by the First Amendment. Uh Uh, To them, yeah. You know, if we're playing their game, that's right. That's not protected. Oh, that was Pelosi that said wolf. It was Pelosi. That's right. Yeah, you and I were trying to remember the reference there. That was Nancy Pelosi, wasn't it? Wolf in a... You can't cry wolf. Because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell wolf in a crowded theater. If you're endangering <laughs> That's people... That's so great. Uh, then you're, you don't have a Constitution to do that. I kind of want to try that now. Wolf! It's, yell wolf in a crowded theater. As soon as a theater ever opens again, let's go try that. So she's mixing your metaphors ever so slightly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Can you howl wolf in a crowded theater? Uh, If you do it softly. If you do it softly, I think you can. (laughs) Tampa Ken tweets, So a world record boat parade in Clearwater, Florida. 2,000 plus boats. Was that this weekend? I guess so. They do it again? Oh, it's happening constantly. Yeah, a lot of them. In a lot of different places. Trump was right. You got the boaters. Remember? He's big with the boaters. Yeah. For Trump, no news coverage. Yeah, 2,000 plus? Huh. We should find something on that. If there's video on that and show it. Uh, I'm reclaiming my country. When every member of the Democratic Congress gets the vaccine first, then I might consider getting it. And I want video proof that they got it. Yep. Uh, Sarah Hand tired. So a vaccine could be ready within a year of the disease breaking out, which is unheard of. But will there be any praise headed for the White House for this? Probably not. I imagine it will be more like, why did it take so long? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything's his fault. Absolutely everything. The whining again from, who was it, the Seattle mayor? That the federal help, we just got to get the federal help, the federal help, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you want to be bailed out because you screwed up your finances for the last 60 years, and now you want the rest of the nation to bail you out. Sorry, no. Anthony Otano, three hours for saliva test results. There you go, three hours. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you doing my job for me. What happened to the, you know, like the rapid strep? It's ready in 10 or 15 minutes. Why can't we get that? Mm. What's so hard about it? Come on. I mean. Come on, people. I don't know. Let's get it down to five minutes. All right? <laughs> three hours is better than three weeks, though. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, we got some more uh, proof of uh, blacks who make a lot of sense and have to tell their supposed white allies they're white fragility morons uh what life is really all about here's a black woman explaining to a uh, young white woman about black lives matter oh she's telling her why joe biden sucks She is another white guilt liberal who has been deceived, mm-hmm. and uh, she Good. thinks she's here doing the right thing, but I just have to explain to her what the numbers are. Yeah. I had to ask her to look up the numbers on mm-hmm. her cell phone so she can be educated. Great. Because if you're going to represent that cause, you need to know where the money is going. Yeah. You need to know how the money is being collected. Yep. You need to know who's funding the organization, yep. and you yeah. need to know what the organization really stands for. Hell yeah. Thank Don't you. Don't come out here representing 
joining a terrorist organization if you haven't even gone on the website. So all I did was I encouraged her to go on the website and educate herself about what she's standing here for. She's a nice girl, but she's lost. She's a nice girl and she thinks she's out here doing the right thing, but she doesn't understand that all her white friends have lied to her. Anderson Cooper has lied to her. Rachel Maddow has lied to her. The numbers don't add up. When 3% of the population is committing 50% of the crime, the numbers don't add up. When 7% of the population is committing 33% of the abortions, the numbers don't add up. So until you look at that, shut the f*** up before you take a side. And once you look at the numbers, then you can take a side. Is Trump a saint? No! Trump is not a saint. And we don't like his personality all the time. We don't want him to be our boss. But do we want him to be our dad? Yeah. Do we want him protecting this country? Yeah. We need someone who tells the truth and who cares. What did we have with Barack Obama? All we had was, you know, that's all we had. All we had was goofy smiles and bull to us in a pleasing, calming... Wow. Wow. Yeah. Really good. That's... I mean, that there's a lot of logic and common sense going on there. It's a little mixed in with some actual facts and figures that nobody wants to hear about, nobody wants to talk about. Actually, I don't want uh, Donald Trump to be my dad. I think that's the only thing she I, said. Yeah, that, yeah, that I disagree yeah. with. I don't want him to be my dad. I had a dad. <laughs> Yeah. Still have a dad. He's just not on this planet anymore. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's educating the white kids. I just kids. hope that that message is getting out. I know. Please. I know. We've seen a number of these little instances, though, where blacks are educating whites in a really good way. And I hope it continues because that's what will make the difference. Yeah, we'll tweet that out at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Be looking for that. Share it with your friends. Pat Grand Leash, 888-900-3393. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, President Trump <coughs> says that he's going to look very strongly at granting a pardon to whistleblower Edward Snowden. Hmm. Huh. Fascinating. Uh, President Trump said Saturday he's considering granting that pardon. I'm going to take a look at that very strongly, he said at his uh, golf resort in Bedminster, uh, New Jersey. Uh, Snowden, the former contractor for the NSA, been living in exile in Moscow since fleeing the U.S. six years ago after leaking information on the nation's most secretive spy agencies and their programs. His revelations uh, triggered a debate over government eavesdropping, with some hailing him as a hero and others calling him a traitor. Trump said he's not that aware of the Snowden situation. I'm sorry? He's, he's not that aware... Of the Snowden situation. Why would you then be talking about pardoning him if you don't know the situation? Oh, no. (laughs) He says, it seems to be a split decision. Many people think he should somehow be treated differently, and other people think he did very bad things. (laughs) Wait, what's that? Can can I have that quote once more? (laughs) One one more time, please. I missed part of that. Many people think he should be somehow treated differently, and other people think he did very bad things. So there you go. There, some I mean, people go. some people think he should get a pardon. Some people don't think he should get a pardon. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. You know, I uh, 
It's like, um, I, you know, I really, my favorite Disney character is uh, Goofy. Oh. But, man, Whoa. that Donald Duck, some people really like him, too. Wait. I can't really take a stand on it, though. It's, uh, you know, because some people like him, some people don't. Goofy's feeling a little hurt now. <laughs> I he? thought it was Goofy. Yeah, well, Goofy, uh, some people like him. Uh, on the other hand, other people like uh, Donald. <clears throat> some people like Mickey. Yeah, uh, uh, better. Okay. So you know, there, it's, there's a difference of opinion. But what about you? What about you? Like, if you had to decide, mm-hmm. do you like Mickey or not? Take a stand. Go. Well, I I just think like a lot of people like him, and and then some people don't. <laughs> At least we're not talking about something big like, say, a possible traitor. Right. We're talking about Disney characters. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) What a mess. Oh, man, it is. Uh, Speaking of the president, though, uh, here's a guy who wore an interesting mask to the store. Oh. And uh, I think there's going to be some people that are going to be really excited about it. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Let's see. You know, you're in a store. see this guy's nice mask. Put a mask. I don't know if it's a uh, clip. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Can you put your mask on? Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Ah, oh, there's your mask. That's a, oh that'll, that'll trigger some people. Donald Trump mask. Donald Trump mask. Oh, my. <laughs> no uh, kidding. You got your wish. My mask is on. <laughs> there you go. Are you happy now? That's funny. That's good. Uh, I would like to see somebody who is pissed off that he doesn't have a mask and that he puts it on. Now what are you going to say? Now what? You like that? You like it? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the Karens in the age of COVID, because there's going to be a lot of Karens yelling at that poor little kid. Uh, here's here's some Karens to check yeah, out. Yeah, we here. get this lady. This woman breaking in Hawaii. Up a, yeah, breaking up a wedding because uh, it's on a beach. Yep. Look at this. Can you believe this madness? They're Aloha. out by themselves in the middle of nowhere. Aloha. That's not your house. You lie. This is the beach, oh and the goodness. beach is closed. I hate to. This is the beach. Two little this is the girls. beach, and the beach is closed. And how about you know you're always doing this for money? What in you the know? World? Hey, don't us. Don't us. You guys get a vacation home, which is illegal. Oh. Vacation home, illegal. Mm. Vacation home, and illegal. Then, and we know property. Poor little girls. You want to tell me about property? A wedding. Let's talk about property. Oh my goodness. She's gonna who get is she to, to throw them off the beach? Oh no, that's not harassment. Stand your ground, people. Yeah. The cops are coming. The cops are coming. Hobbit knows much better. Okay. I'm back on the beach. Wow, what a loser. You, ma'am. Yeah, suck. and it's illegal. Yeah, so. It's an illegal So house. they're renting it's this rented. vacation house. And they're having a wedding. Oh, they are? Yeah. On on the beach, That's like five feet yeah. out of the yard. Wait, we're good. Uh, we're good. And this know, lady next door just okay. can't deal with that in her life. Because the beach is closed, people. Yeah, yeah, the cops is coming for you, so don't worry about it. You oh say my hi gosh. right back. Come to my face and say hi right back. Yeah, that's right. Can that's you believe right, this? Yeah. This is America today. It's really sad. Get a grip. Really sad. And Hawaii's doing so well with this lockdown and with this illegality thing, with uh, not allowing anybody on the island, and so nobody can get in, nobody can get out, they can't go anywhere, they've got a mask up everywhere they go. They've got the most uh, stringent mask mandate in the country, 
and their numbers are spiking. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations on that. <laughs> I just, I just think it's inevitable. Yes. I, I just think yes. this virus is going to make the rounds. Yes. It's inevitable. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you say it's inevitable? We're the United States of America. It doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing. It's a virus. It doesn't obey U.S. rules and laws and the Constitution. <laughs> well, we don't either. Maybe we could. <laughs> let's let's us do that, and the virus will take care of itself. Uh, you know, we're just going to have to develop herd immunity. And oh. that doesn't mean everybody gets it. It means something like 40% of the population gets it. And the rest of us will become... I mean, this is happening in certain places sweden for instance which sweden went through oh my gosh they were the scourge of the of the world and now look at them they're ahead of everybody else all of their neighbors all of their neighbors are spiking they are not right now why because they developed herd immunity it's just something you got to go through yeah and i can't find it right now but there's a chart that's been going around all weekend um that that shows that comparison between sweden in, and Norway and Denmark. Well, in New York State. Oh. So New York State, you know, had this huge spike. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sweden just stays fine and calm and, you know, level off. I got to find this thing. Um, but yeah, it'd it, be it, interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, what a weekend in Sturgis, South Dakota. Jeez. Uh, they were paid a little visit. Sturgis is the site of a massive motorcycle festival now mm-hmm. so harleys and all kinds of motorcycles have converged on sturgis south dakota i guess this is a uh, a yearly event and they didn't skip it even in the age of covid and they were expecting two hundred and fifty thousand people over the 10 days and it looks like there's something close to that out in the street when antifa pays them a little visit oh I mean, listen to the just the noise factor uh-huh. here. Something's going on. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> so cops have surrounded, and they're about to take down a very large person. Hmm? I look at this guy. He stands. Look at he's head and shoulders oh, above those guys. Here they go. They got him down. Look at them all. So I don't know if he's Antifa. I think he is. So they corral him. Take him down. And the, just the noise factor is amazing. Woo! I mean, this sounds like a... Let's check this out. Prison riot? Yeah. That is loud. It's incredibly loud. Incredibly loud. I don't know how many people are there, but yeah, a lot. And none of them have masks on. Very few, anyway. <laughs> I think the guy they took down has a mask on, which leads me to believe that he's with Antifa. <laughs> Everybody else there right. is completely naked-faced. Yeah, he's got the mask. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, he's got a mask on. Good. Yeah. That, that does sound like the fake crowd noise they've been piping into these NHL playoff games. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so Antifa came in and really stirred him up, and uh, I think they got the short end of the stick. And the cops are trying to keep everybody separated. That now. is poor planning. That's, That's what a, happens yeah. to Antifa when mm. they go to these. Now we're at Sturgis. We've gone to the suburbs. 
we've gone to the small town in Texas and tried to take down, uh, that was Black Lives Matter, trying to take down a statue. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're going yep. out to these red areas. You're going to meet resistance. I want yeah, you to know Yeah, it's not going to go well for you. It's not the inner city where you can just burn and loot at will. Man. No, these people are going to protect their, their property, their space. And their way of life. And their way of life. Exactly. They're, they're not going to take kindly to this nonsense. And they shouldn't. I mean, this is where they bikers shouldn't. go every year. Yep. I mean, this is their thing. It's no surprise. And so they're going to be there ready for you. <laughs> and it's not going to be pleasant. Again. I, I don't poor, know why they planning. have to. <laughs> really poor planning. Uh, amazing. 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Apparently, uh, they moved into a... Um, uh, an area in Los Angeles where there's a, a Washington statue at at Los Angeles City Hall, mm. and they tore that down oh, over the good. weekend. Oh, good. Yeah, so they got rid of a George Washington statue, which it's about time. Yeah, Am right. I right? Who's I with mean, me on that? I didn't know there were any still standing. Apparently, there was at least that one. There's that one, and uh, you know the Washington Monument left. So we got to oh. bring that thing down. <laughs> Seriously, don't give them any ideas. Oh, I'm sure they've already had that You're idea. You're right. They've drawn them up. Mm-hmm. Um, let me take 60 seconds to tell you about real estate agents I trust. Selling your home is a challenge, as you know. So that's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and take charge of your situation, help you out with all the important uh, details and decisions that you have to make in order to sell your home quickly and for the most money. You know, maybe you need to replace some stairs in the backyard or you, you need to uh, fix the roof. Uh, paint the inside or the outside or both, replace some countertops. Who knows? And, and these agents know what people are looking for in a home, and so they can get you through this process. Or maybe it's just not worth it to make all those repairs. You just sell it as is. That These are the decisions they can help you make. Uh, the real estate agents I trust.com people. Uh, this is Glenn's company, so these are really strongly vetted agents who have great track records and marketing plans. So if you're buying or selling, or maybe you're doing both because you're relocating to a new area, uh, you need somebody you can trust. Real Estate Agents I Trust, the name says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Ray. Uh, we were talking about that um, flotilla in Tampa over the weekend. <laughs> this is kind of cool. I guess we do have uh, we do have some video of it now. This yeah. is impressive. Like more than two thousand boats, wow. all of them for Trump. A Trump flotilla, Clearwater, Florida, Good. this last weekend. That's what it looked like. It's not something. Armada. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, just goes on and on. You know the movie. Uh, is it Troy? Yeah, Troy. It looks like that. Uh-huh. Looks like that when when they're coming uh, to attack. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Trump was right. He got the boaters. He's got the boaters. Mm-hmm. And he really does. This yeah. happens in a lot of places. Every weekend. Seems like anywhere there's a body of water, you got all these boats for Trump that go out and, and do this on a pretty regular basis. That's really something. Yeah, that's... I was going to try so, to find a list there because I've seen it. Like, I know I've seen Charleston. I've seen... You ever seen a flotilla for uh, Biden? 
Because I I haven't. I've missed that. <laughs> no. I missed it. Uh, I love this. Uh, let's see. Listen to this. Op-ed. And there goes the headline. Thank you, LA Times. I will not be subscribing. Trump's secret weapon against Biden is boat parades. <laughs> That's what the headline is. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I don't know how effective it is, but uh, I, th- I think it's great. It's getting no mention in Oh, they don't the even press. talk about it. Mm-hmm. No, because that, that makes it look like there are people who still love Trump and are going to vote for him, and uh, they're passionate about him. They call it the Trump-tilla. <laughs> I like that. Good stuff. So Chris Wallace uh, was talking about Biden's campaign over the weekend and how his he doesn't understand his basement strategy because <laughs> he all he does is stay in the basement and he occasionally releases a video from the basement uh, i think he came out of the basement to hug kamala harris last week once or twice mm-hmm. then he's right back in the basement you gotta get a sniff and uh yeah he had to smell her hair <laughs> can't do that from a basement man is that g your hair smells terrific i smell on you yeah that's nice that's nice you're gonna be my uh, running mate then i love that smell <laughs> so uh that's what he did last week uh-huh. and chris wallace says that he tried to get somebody he was kind of excited because you know this is the weekend the sunday shows before the convention starts on monday so he figured all right somebody's going to come on and and talk about the convention yeah maybe not biden himself but we'll get somebody nobody came and so he thought okay well they're boycotting fox news and then he looked around at all the sunday shows no one from the Biden camp, he says. Wow. Nobody showed up on a Sunday show the day before the convention starts. Not even his surrogates? Nope. Wow. Nope. Nobody showed up. Uh, so he said he's never seen anything like this in his entire career. And he's been doing, he's been covering conventions like this since 1988. It's never happened. Wow. The Biden campaign isn't putting anybody out and this is just a piece with uh and this is just and this just is of a piece with the vice president not doing really any serious interviews not answering any questions since the rollout he continues to lead with what i'll call the basement strategy i don't think you can hide from now until election day i just don't think it's possible he's trying to though Mm -hmm. he's desperately trying to why because he can't pull this off and you know what's despicable is his people know that. His people know what condition he's in. And they're still putting him forward for the presidency. Mm. Something's really wrong when you know that something is terribly wrong with him and you don't care and you still uh, push him into the presidency or that, you're trying to. I'm surprised. This is the first weekend with Kamala Harris on the ticket. Right. You think she would and be nobody front center on every Sunday show? Right. You would think so. Ahead of the convention? How strange. Very. Uh, It's despicable because they know what they're up against. They know they've got a guy who is losing it. He's not all there. And what are you going to do when he exposes that every single time he goes out in public? Well, you're going to try to keep him not in the public or somebody's going to say, you know what? It's time to tell the truth here. Um, This guy is not completely right. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this work for Hillary. Remember when she wasn't talking during the campaign? Her numbers right. went up. True. I, I I would suggest the president doesn't tweet from now 
until after the election. I'd strongly suggest... Numbers may go up. Strongly suggest (laughs) that. Um, But at least, you know, he can present himself when he's out in public Mm -hmm. and he's talking to crowds and he's he's doing it off the cuff. He's better off the cuff than he is reading something. And Biden is just the opposite. Of course, he's not good reading anything either. (laughs) He could be looking right at it and not getting it right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... There, there is no guarantee with Joe Biden that anything's going to go right there. And what's happened with his lead? <clears throat> 17 down to 4. Yeah, 14 to 4. 14. In the new CNN poll. Okay. The last one they did was early June, and then this last one they did over the weekend uh, was 10 points lower. Went from 14 points ahead to 4 points. Right, and I think when I was hung up on the 17, that was Dukakis over Bush Sr., correct? And Bush came back and blew him away. About the same time. Yeah, about the same time. Trump's was only 14%, and look where we're at. Still, how far out are we? I mean, two and a half months, more than two and a half months to go? Yeah. That's still eternity. Yeah, it is. Anything could happen in this amount of time. Anything could happen in a matter of days, and often does. And we're still talking about the the Postal Service conspiracies. Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor Swift, I love it since she's become super political now. It's just, it's really fun, isn't it? It's... (laughs) It's great because she's brilliant. You know, she's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And people are hanging on her every political word. <laughs> what do you have to tell us now, Taylor? Oh, what? Um, well, she is saying that Donald Trump is blatantly cheating the election by dismantling the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> I love the postal conspiracy so much. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun <laughs> because it's so stupid. Uh, Trump's calculated dismantling of USPS proves one thing clearly. He is well aware that we do not want him as our president. He's chosen to blatantly cheat and put millions of Americans' lives at risk in an effort to hold on to power, Swift said. She added, Donald Trump's ineffective leadership gravely worsened the crisis that we're in. And now, and he is now taking advantage of it to subvert and destroy our right to vote and vote safely. Request a ballot early. Vote early. And often. That's powerful for her. That is powerful. Who do you think wrote that for her? <laughs> like Her what? mom. Her mom? Yeah, her mom wrote it. Hmm. Despite Swift's claims, there's no evidence suggesting that Trump is demantling, dismantling the U.S. Postal Service. In fact, the USPS is fully funded through fiscal year 2021 <laughs> and was even loaned an additional... $10 billion last month by the Treasury Department because of COVID. This means the USPS will continue normal operations throughout the election. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember that fun fact at the water cooler, y'all. Right. Right there. So you can you can somewhat negate what the powerful Taylor Swift had to right. say. But you are Is he hear? dismantling the Postal Service? Yeah. Huh. Because I thought they just got $10 billion from the Treasury Department. Huh? That's weird. What, what do you mean? What are you, what are you <laughs> I mean, talking about? I, I heard... mean, they're fully funded through next year. I don't know where you get your okay. information. Fox News? Uh, no. Mm-mm. This is the, uh, I think this is the AP. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> The USPS has faced financial peril for years, of course. Republicans generally supporting a reform for the agency. Democrats generally advocating bailing out 
the USPS. That's what they always want to do. Mm-hmm. But now the Democrats are pushing universal mail-in voting. The USPS's woes are taking center stage in the national spotlight. Even normal USPS operations are being used by conspiracy theorists to support claims that Trump is hindering the agenda, the agency to rig the election. Um, and one of these examples is the blue mailboxes. Uh, we talked about this early in the mm-hmm. show. They've been removed recently from areas in New York, Pennsylvania, Oregon, and Montana. Four states. Trump's opponents said this was done to potentially hinder mail-in ballots. Okay. So the only place you can drop off a piece of mail is at one of those blue boxes on the street. Because I'm sorry, you can put it in your own stinking mailbox. And here's what you do. What? Put it in the mailbox. Okay. Close the door. Lift the flag, and your postal service man will come by and see the flag is up and think, hey, they got some mail in there that I'm supposed to take down to the office, so I'm going to do it. Are postal employees from Arkansas? Yeah, they're all from Arkansas. Okay. Originally. Now, what if you raise the flag on your mailbox, then Uh open the door, put the letter in, and close it? You know what? That would still work. That's not going to confuse anybody? No, it won't. Because okay. all I'll see is the end result that the flag is up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, There's a lot of steps. I had a lot of steps. A lot of steps. Now, if you believe that your post office man, that your mailman is on the take for Donald Trump, okay. then maybe you don't trust that process. All I'm hearing from you is sexist hate. I thought they were letter carriers now. <laughs> letter carrier? Okay. Okay. All right. Postman, mailman. If you don't, if you don't trust your, your letter carrier... Take it down to your local post office yourself uh-huh. and drop it right in the slot. So many steps. I know. What are you doing? Really hard to overcome this incredible conspiracy. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.